Happy Friday, and welcome back to another episode of the Velocity Cast. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in and joining us this week. Um, if you missed it, Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it, launched a Twitter clone, uh, maybe better version of Twitter called Threads that kind of directly links to your Instagram and brings your following over. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. If you haven't followed me, follow me. I will put all the info in my uh, show notes, in my, you know, the bio of this episode so that you guys can click through and follow me on that as well. Because, uh, you know, Twitter's been doing me dirty and nobody likes what I have to say over there. So we're going to switch it up. That being said, this week, I want to talk about environment and the power of our environment on our success or failure, the ability of where we are and who we spend time with to influence us for good or for bad. And I want to talk about the importance of shaking things up if you find yourself in an environment that is not supportive or conducive to your goals. So a couple things with regards to your environment. It's one of the I want to say easiest variables to change, but that's kind of a generalization. It's not necessarily easy to change, but it will have one of the largest impacts on changing your predicament, your situation, the way things are going. So if you look at, you know, what you've been doing or how things have been going in your life, let's say you're in the pursuit of a goal. And I will take this back to a personal goal of mine many years ago of competing at the CrossFit games, being a, a high level CrossFit athlete. And for me, the environment of or the training environment, the environment of people that I was around and spending time with had a huge effect on my ability to accomplish that goal and that dream. And when I started training regularly with people who also had that same goal, who had the capability of accomplishing that goal, they were able to compete at that level. When I spent more time around those individuals, my the rest of my life kind of fell in line with that goal and allowed me to more easily accomplish it. So the only reason that I was ultimately able to do that, to accomplish that goal was because of the environment that I put myself in. I chose, partially chose a career in fitness so that I could be in the gym at the times I needed to, to train. I could be around uh, people who were going to support me in that journey from a treatment standpoint. So around physical therapists, chiropractors, massage therapists, uh, you know, I became close friends with a lot of people who had knowledge that could directly help me and further that career path or that chosen pursuit. And I spent a lot of time with other athletes who had the same goal. So around that time, there was a famous example of this in the CrossFit community. So Rich Froning was kind of the original uh, multi-year winner of the CrossFit Games on the men's side. And this was before the modern era of Matt Frazier. This was before the dominance of Tia Claire Toomey on the female side. What happened was Froning started to train in a barn in Tennessee with Dan Bailey, with James Hobar, he started to bring these other athletes in and the level of those athletes elevated tremendously from being in the presence of and training regularly with the champ, right? So by putting themselves in that environment and by forcing themselves to be exposed to that level of excellence on a regular basis, literally on a daily basis, all of them got substantially 
better. And they were already coming from a good place. They were already coming from a place where they were good enough to compete at that level, but they were able to take their game even one notch higher than that by training in that environment. Now you see this a lot in all sports, right? But if you look at teams, the Patriots are a great example of this in football because, you know, okay, you have Tom Brady, who is arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. You have other players who individually were at a, you know, very high level for their position, thinking to people like Randy Moss in his time there. But the ability of that organization to elevate otherwise unknown players to high levels of performance is extremely impressive, right? There's a culture of excellence there where the expectation is to win and people seek out that environment and try to get traded to that team for the opportunity to do that, right? So if you look at some notable players who, you know, uh, Rex Burkhead as a running back is a great example of this. This is a guy who, you know, kind of flew under the radar. Wasn't a, he's not a high draft pick. If you look at just on paper statistics, he's not a, a superstar. And I, I don't mean any offense by that at all. But he was able to become an asset to the team. He was able to have some incredible highlight reel plays. He was able to have some incredible season statistics and postseason statistics because of that environment, being in that winning environment. Uh, Julian Edelman is a perfect example of this on that team where he became a Super Bowl MVP receiver when he really was not looked at by any teams in the draft. He had played quarterback in college at, at like a moderate level. This is a guy who, if you were looking at his stats on paper, was not going to be a superstar. And I think Tom Brady is the ultimate example of this, where if you look at his pre-draft stats, I mean, nobody was looking at this guy. And to, to, to go from that to literally statistically speaking, the greatest quarterback to ever play football. That environment helped facilitate that and helped create that. And I would argue that Tom Brady would not be as good as he ultimately was if he had played the bulk of his career somewhere else. And there are so many things that go into that, that go into these winning environments. But what you need to think to yourself is, if you are pursuing a goal particularly if it's an audacious goal, if it's something that is big and scary and overwhelming and intimidating, if it's something that you know that you're going to need to put a substantial amount of time and effort into achieving, it's already hard enough to do that, right? If you want to accomplish something great, it's already hard enough to do that. Uh, if you haven't yet read it, uh, and, and I actually highly recommend the audiobook version of Kevin Hart's autobiography because he narrates it. And I'll put the link to that in the show notes as well. But Kevin Hart's story is an incredible example of this where he was an aspiring comic and he was working in like a footlocker. He was basically working at a, at a shoe store and was kind of joking around with his coworkers. And, and, you know, he would uh, kind of tell these small jokes and have these little bits and everybody was laughing. They're like, oh, Kev, you should go into comedy. And, and so he was like, oh, yeah, you know, th this seems like a good fit. It seems like something exciting. But in the early days of Kevin Hart's career, if he had just stayed in Philly and tried to play clubs in Philly, he never in a million years would have made it and he never would have succeeded at the level that he succeeded at. What he did was he linked up with another comedian 
somebody who was a little more senior, a little more veteran. And he would go to New York City every weekend. And he would just play shows and try to get time at clubs and just go and watch other comedians work and just kind of, you know, speak to these other comedians, hang out with them after the shows, try to absorb as much as he could, try to get as much experience as he could. And he literally would make that trek. He'd make that trip to New York City and back. He'd go back to work during the week. He would practice. He would write material. And on the weekends, he would go. He would execute. He would try to test out jokes. He would try to play these clubs. He would do everything he could to just get five minutes on stage here, 10 minutes on stage there. And he knew that if he ultimately wanted to succeed as a comedian, if he wanted to accomplish his dreams and he wanted to be able to do that at a high level, if he had just stayed at home, that environment would not have allowed him to do it. And so by putting himself in the epicenter of comedy on the East Coast, by putting himself in a place where that behavior was the norm, he was able to ultimately accomplish his goal because he was in that winning environment that supported that goal and that supported his dreams along the way. James Clear talks about this a lot in Atomic Habits, where he says, if you want to exhibit a behavior, particularly a new behavior, right? If you're trying to form a new habit, the best way to make it stick is to immerse yourself in a community where that behavior is the norm, right? So if you want to you know, get in shape and let's say you want to do a triathlon and you've never really worked out before. You want to immerse yourself in a group of people where that is the normal behavior. So join a running club or join a biking club or join a triathlon group, join people in your community who are doing that same thing. And, you know, this applies universally whether you want to be the best or not, right? So obviously we're using examples of literally the champions in their field, people like Rich Froning, people like Kevin Hart, people like Tom Brady, right? These are obviously greats and these are the best of the best in their field. I understand that not everybody can accomplish that, but I also understand that not everybody wants to accomplish that. Even if your goals are more humble, even if you simply just want to succeed in a different career, or try something new, or acquire a new set of skills, right? If, if your goals are not to be the best of the best at all, that's totally fine, right? That is not a path for everybody. And the sacrifice required to be the best is not a sacrifice that many people are willing to make. And that's okay. Even if you just want to learn something new, even if you just want to build a new habit, right? You want to go from somebody who doesn't exercise to somebody where exercise is a part of your life, it's just something that you do. Even if that is the case, immersing yourself in an environment that is supportive of that will make it that much easier. Because I promise you, any change is hard. Any change, especially any positive change, any change where the benefits are not going to be realized until further down the line in the future, making those type of changes is incredibly challenging. It's hard no matter who you are, it's hard no matter what change you're trying to make because you are disrupting and upending your routine and you are trying to incorporate some new behavior, some new activity, some new something, right? That is a really hard thing to do. If you want to do that successfully, you want to put as many chips on the table in support of you as you can. You want to stack the deck on your side as much as possible because what you're trying to do is incredibly difficult. And so immersing yourself in an environment that is supportive of that behavior, that is 
potentially uh, an environment where that behavior is more common than the environment you're in now, those type of things are going to increase your likelihood of success. It's going to increase the likelihood that that behavior sticks, which is incredibly important. And so you owe it to yourself if you're trying to make a change of any kind, or even if it's not a change per se, but you're trying to reinforce something that you are already doing, but maybe struggling with, the best thing that you can do is put yourself in an environment, in a community, in a group of people that supports that behavior, right? There are so many stories of people who went on to do incredible things, who struggled early on because everybody around them told them that it was impossible. You know, to to use the example of somebody who is an absolute idol of mine, being in the fitness community and everything, but to look at Arnold Schwarzenegger and to look at the way that he built his career and rose to superstardom when he came to America. This is somebody who immigrated to this country, who had to learn the language, who had a heavy accent, who definitely didn't fit in by any standard metrics. He wanted to be the best that had ever done it in bodybuilding, which at the time was an incredibly difficult pursuit. He really redefined bodybuilding and created uh, this completely different community around that sport. But in order to do that, he had to put himself in a place where others supported that. So what did he do? He talks about this a lot. There were a lot of naysayers early on who told him that he would never make it being an immigrant that he would never, you know, and not speaking the language well, he would never be able to make it in bodybuilding. He would never be able to do that. And so he surrounded himself with people who had the same goal, you know, at Venice beach in California at the gold's gym there, they trained together. They created a supportive community together where all of them were after the same thing. I mean, if you watch the original pumping iron documentary, it's incredible. This is a group of people who pushed themselves every day to be better and to pursue that goal. When he wanted to move on to becoming an actor, everybody said he was too big to act. He was never going to make it. He wasn't the look that Hollywood was looking for. And so he immersed himself in that environment. He started taking acting classes. He worked with some of the best of the best teachers and instructors to get better at the craft. He took speech therapy so that he could refine his accent in a way that was iconic but understandable. And so he put himself in all of these communities. He didn't spend time around the people that were holding him back. And you'll see so many examples of this where people have trouble making that initial leap because maybe it's their family or their spouse or you know their circle of friends, or maybe they come from a poor community and they have aspirations to start a company and you know make a ton of money and everybody around them says that's impossible because they've never seen it. And so if you spend time around that negativity, if you don't find a way to escape that negative environment, that can hold you back like an anchor because the people around you don't believe that it's possible, but their beliefs have no bearing on your personal beliefs. And so what you need to do is remove yourself from that environment and you need to put yourself in a place where that belief is possible, where others believe that you can achieve that thing. Put yourself in an environment where people have already achieved that thing, right? If you want to start a company, find a networking group for entrepreneurs, start to you know, talk to people or seek out a mentor, somebody who has done that successfully, who has done what you want to do. And fortunately with the internet and the interconnectedness of the world today, it is easier than ever to find those people 
learn from those people and kind of build your own internet community of like-minded individuals who all want to pursue and accomplish the same goals. It's never been easier. And for that reason, it can be difficult to take that first step. But there are so many ways to surround yourself with supportive individuals now. And if you can't find those people in your immediate circle, in your immediate communities, there are places online, there are people online that you can learn from, that you can interact with, that you can, you know, create a mastermind or a support network. And, and so I encourage you to find those pockets of people, whether it's in your local community, whether it's online, start to interact there, start to surround yourself more with the type of people who will support you in those pursuits and who believe those things are possible. Because the stories that we tell ourselves and the voice in our head, the chatter that goes on at you know surface level that we may not even necessarily realize, that has an incredible bearing on our future and our success. And so we owe it to ourselves to put ourselves in the most supportive environment possible in order to accomplish our goals. So if you are struggling, if you feel like you lack support, if you are having trouble taking that first step, I encourage you to look at your environment and see if there's a way to shake things up, see if there's a way to change that. Because while it is not necessarily easy to do, it will have a profound impact on your long-term success and your future results if you can change that for the better. So think about your environment. Try to surround yourself with people who support you, who push you to be better. And until next time, have a wonderful weekend. Mm -hmm.